We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear friend. Yes, relationships can indeed be confusing and complex. And I think one of the richest areas and opportunities to learn about who we truly are at the deepest level as spiritual beings having a human experience. But boy, does it seem like we have to suffer a little bit before we come into this awareness. Perhaps you've been in a relationship and maybe you didn't know it at the time, but looking in the rearview mirror, you have the awareness was that it was with a narcissist. Now what? How can you start to take the steps to healing? How can you release the pain and rather than look backwards with questions, self-doubt, anger, and regret, start to move forward with optimism and self-love? Today, I'm so happy and immensely grateful to be facilitating the second of three interviews with the world-renowned narcissistic abuse recovery expert, Melanie Tonia Evans. In our first conversation, Melanie talked about the qualities of narcissism and how we can know if we've been in a relationship with them. Today, we're going to discuss the beginning of the healing journey, uncovering our subconscious wounds, and the very important work of connecting with the inner child. Melanie is a healer, author, and radio host, considered to be the world's leading online authority on narcissistic abuse recovery. As a survivor of narcissistic abuse herself, she is the founder of Quanta Freedom Healing and the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. Melanie currently has over 20,000 people who have graduated from her programs who are now thriving in their abuse-free lives. So, Melanie, thank you for saying yes to this series of interviews and conversations. It's my pleasure, Tammy. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I so enjoyed hearing a little bit about your story and just having um, that personal awareness and how people can start to understand, you know what, I've been abused by a narcissist. So now to continue the conversation, I'd really like to know a little bit more about what makes us susceptible to narcissists. I was, you were, why is this? And what are some of the qualities that people have that might be attractive to somebody who has that narcissistic tendency? Yeah. Well, first of all, Tammy, it's so important for us. We're not blaming and shaming ourselves by realizing what makes us susceptible to narcissists. We're actually taking our power back because we can start to heal the unconscious reasons why we're getting into these patterns so we can break free from them. It's really vital that we do this. So the first one is, is if we've already suffered abuse or we fear abuse or we've got a strong aversion to abusers because what we fear and whatever belief systems we have around particular topics in our life. So, for example, the people who love me abuse me and we're still carrying the toxic trauma of that. We think we're saying no to abusers in the future, but what we're actually doing is unconsciously they're familiar to us. We're trying to unconsciously repeat and heal unfinished business by trying to get somebody to do it differently this time. So we keep attracting and dancing with the same individuals in a different skin. So to turn all of that around, and in that frame of mind, we're looking out and we're going, well, you know, how do I pick an abuser? You're an abuser, you're this, you're that. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. 
rather than being in our own bodies saying, what are my truths? What are my values? How do I show up authentically, speak my truth, have boundaries? Because that's how we avoid abusers. So until we've done that shift, we're very susceptible. Number two gets expands on this. If we've got a difficulty in speaking up and standing up for ourselves and creating healthy boundaries, we're a target for predators because we are going to people please. Mm-hmm. We're going to say yes when we really mean no. We're going to hand our power over because of those unhealed childhood fears of being criticised, rejected, abandoned or punished. I call it the fears of crap. And until we do the inner work, we keep doing the crap. We really do. And we get crap relationships. So number three, if you have a high level of integrity, most people abused by narcissists are really good, honest, decent people. But we get really distraught about the way that other people see us and how they judge us and what they believe about us. So if we're hooked in to having to prove to people that we are good people, that we do love them, that we are credible, we are like candy to a narcissist because they accuse us of everything they are and we stay there trying to prove to them that we are worth loving. That's big for everybody. So number four is if you're hardworking and you clean up the messes for people and you keep the home fires burning and you pay the bills and you've got a person who's very attached to uh, security, doing the right thing, keeping everything going, this is wonderful for a narcissist. They've hit pay dirt because they can mess up everything and you're going to overdrive keeping it all together. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it no. sounds like if, if somebody's overly responsible, they may, and if they don't have boundaries, and they will likely connect somebody who's under-responsible with no boundaries. Absolutely. And then you take responsibility for people that are failing to take responsibility for themselves. Yeah. And you believe that if I can fix you, well, then you will safely love me and I'll be safe. Yeah. So this is a replay of childhood wounds when we're trying to fix an unavailable, irresponsible or unsafe parent in order to feel safe and loved. Oh my gosh, you're bringing back memories. Like I I ended up in this relationship. I'm thinking, I'm going to save you. You're going to save me. And because I saved you, you're going to love me for eternity. And we're going to like live happily ever after. But two halves can't come together and make a whole. It just doesn't work. No, exactly. And a narcissist has no Uh, desire to play team or to heal or to take responsibility for their wounds or to help you with yours. They're actually just there to get attention, acclaim and narcissistic supply, which is their drug. Mm. That's so fascinating. I wish I would have found you years ago, but I'm so happy to find you now. (laughs) And just think, Tammy, if you hadn't have been through that and healed and became your own source, you wouldn't be the expanded, incredible woman you are today. And, you know, I think that's really important to consider. That's true for you. That's true for me. And I think it's true for anybody that's experienced any kind of trauma or drama or abuse. You can dig deep. You can do the healing work and become a bigger, brighter, even better version of yourself than even before the abuse. Wouldn't you agree? 
Oh, gosh, absolutely. You know, our greatest light and power and alchemy is found in our deepest wounds. Oh, that's so true. You know, and um, and I think the gift of these challenging relationships or these these people is that it will help us go into the closets of our own psyche and pull out what needs to be pulled out and healed and taken care of and bring it into the light so that it can be dissolved, dismantled, and so that we can become happy, healthy, and whole human beings. Mm, you know, it's so true. And I think what happens is a lot of people are in spiritual bypass. And I oh, know yes. I too. Yes. You know, and we're just thinking, well, I'll be love and light and I'll be spiritual and I'll be an empath and I'll care about people. But, you know, we've got to roll up our sleeves and we've got to be prepared to get into the dirt, which means that it's really about stopping saying, well, I'm here to fix the world and shine light, we have to turn inwards and realize that the greatest transformation is within ourselves, is bringing our dark places, our scared, insecure places that we'd rather not look at and just cover up with light and love. We've really got to go to them, hold them, meet them, release them and reprogram them. And And I tried everything. I have not found that any shortcut has ever worked. No, it there was doesn't. no way to um, rush the process or skip over some steps. Just wasn't possible. I and agree. I think, yeah, just to have compassion for ourselves through the process, not to be a victim. I think there's a big difference between pity and compassion. And to just oh. be gentle, be gentle with ourselves. Oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Tammy, you know, that word blame. I really, it's, I just think it's one of the most insidious words in the human vocabulary because, you know, we're taught to blame and we're taught to righteous, be righteous and point the finger and blame other people. And then, you know, if we do take personal responsibility, we think we're blaming ourselves. This is not about blame. Mm-hmm. It's about evolution and growth and realising that our world has been a very, very traumatised planet. You look at history and what's gone down, the atrocities, the rapes, the brutalities, the murders, the the survival, the, the things that have happened have created a humanity of trauma. And what happens when people are hurt and traumatized? They hurt other people. Yes, hurt so, people hurt people. Mm-hmm. That's right. And if we can take our power back and say, once the trauma's in my body, no matter who put it there or how it got there, rather than fruitlessly hold them responsible because they're not going to fix it, they traumatize themselves. You know, I am going to heal my inner wounds and release myself into my true highest and best self, which then is not an empath pushover that's just going to do love and light. You know, we are people when we heal, we will be honest. We will have the difficult conversations. We are prepared to lose it all to get it all. We are prepared to say, look, I'm sorry, you're not a match for me. That's not my truth. Keep yeah. walking. Yes, I love that. And and something you're saying here it reminds me, it's like you can't play tit for tat. You can't blame and shame someone else or yourself and, cons- and, and be expected to be able to transcend or actually mm. get to that higher ground of being healthy, healed, and whole. And in your book, you talk about the bright light that dissolves all darkness, that we can't beat a narcissist by trying to beat them at their game, that it's vital oh, to shift and release the pain and fear and come back to the place of detachment, peace, and equanimity. This is when incredible things can start to happen. 
You want to talk a little bit more about that? I'd love to. And it's huge, Tammy, because I totally get it because I've been there myself, how we are burning in hell about how this person took our life force, took our love, took our money, took our resources, might have taken our family and friends Mm -hmm. and our health and and our beauty and everything, how they've taken it from us, you know. And I burnt in hell for a long time, which is what nearly put me took me to my death. But what I understood and I know from, you know, the Thriver movement has now touched over 10 million people over the last Uh 10 years. Uh So we, and we have a huge team and resources and we have forums and, you know, we're we're in contact with thousands of people every day with this movement with over 90 different countries are involved. Now, what I've seen over the last 10 years is that if somebody is invested in hanging on to that model, why wouldn't I hate this person? Why should I forgive them? Why should I let them? They were unfair. It's unjust. It's not fair. It's, yeah, making them the enemy because they're they're terrible people. And maybe they are, but as long as you hold on to that stance, you're not going to heal. Absolutely. Tammy, I've never seen one person who was prepared to hang on to that heel. And sadly, I've seen the damage to their children. I've seen kids growing up, them with a model of, well, if people don't grant me what I think they should, I'm going to hold them responsible and I'm going to be a victim in my life. Whereas the people that do take personal responsibility and say, well, you know, this was a catalyst showing me the parts that I needed to heal and be empowered to be a solid source of love, approval, security and survival to myself as an adult in my own body, in my own spirit, because we're not children. We have to become that person. Then you can accept and co-generate with other healthy sources and say no to those that aren't. That's what true life's about. But until we do the inner work, I couldn't do that. I wasn't doing that. And, And you didn't either, Tammy. You know, so when we take that personal responsibility, we grow. But the beautiful thing is even people that are parallel parenting with narcissists, their children, rather than their children being victims about, well, my narcissistic parent doesn't do the right thing and doesn't give me this and doesn't care about me and doesn't pay maintenance and, you know, all those things that a victimised parent will stay stuck in, our children grow up to, it doesn't matter what anybody else is or isn't doing, I rock, I'm great, I can generate my life, I can create an incredible life with all the other healthy resources of life. I don't have to hand my power and my life away to one piece of crap that isn't doing the right thing. And you're bringing up such a great point. I've had several people come to me that are trying to recover from narcissistic um, relationships, but they're simply not willing to forgive. And I said, you you can't get to the higher ground unless you let them off the hook because that's how you let yourself all the, off the hook. That's where you create that space for the light and the healing and the grace to come in. And some people are saying, I'm just not willing to forgive. Then you get to stay stuck. What would you say to that? Okay, I really want to give these people the quantum truth because, you know, I took my life into a quantum cellular DNA universal oneness experience, which I believe is the absolute truth of everything. And what I realized at a quantum level is when we're actually abused by somebody and we're hanging on to the toxicity of what they did to us, we're actually copying 
all of the karma of their actions. It's universal law. We have internalised the abuse and we are now a target for more of what they did to us. However, when we purge that out of our body and our DNA and our cells and we bring in the light to replace it and we release, which is what forgiving really is, that karma goes home to sender. And I have had the personal experiences with the narcissist in my life when I finally, finally, finally released him cellularly from my body. I took about three days of flat-out work. He collapsed with an asthma attack and was rushed to hospital. And I'm not telling you this to give you the motivation to do it, or maybe I am, because at the start you'll go, great, I get some payback. And his life started collapsing from that point onwards in relation to tearing mine apart. It really did. He had no power over me at all. But I've seen it in my community so, so, so many times that people continue to be victimised and abused by all of life, not just the abuser when they're carrying the toxic energy inside them and they've internalised it, that energy that is eating them alive, which causes life and others to eat them alive. When you let all of that go and you bring the light in, you expand up to an area beyond that stuff, beyond the pattern, but also, too, all of that energy returns home to sender. I love so that. Which, Return the karma back to sender. You don't want to carry that stuff. Oh, gosh. And do you know what? When you don't forgive, you are letting them off the hook. That's the point. That's a good point. <laughs> it's a massive point. It's Yeah, it's terrible to be stuck in that place. It's just like you can't be free. You can't be free and live the life that is your destiny as long as you're choosing not to let somebody off the hook and not forgive them and not forgive yourself. And it's just, you can't have it both ways. You want to be right or you want to be happy. For many years, I wanted to be right and I kept suffering. And then I finally was, I realized yeah. I have to let this go. I have to quit looking backwards with regret. I have to forgive. I have to just move on. And thank God I did because I wouldn't be living the life of my dreams if I wouldn't it's have opened my mind to that possibility. And you take the blessing and the joy, which is, oh, my God, thank you, soul, not personality. We're not going to invite this person around for wine and crackers, right? <laughs> we won't have but, that. <laughs> soul, you know, and their personality is not nice. It's, it's, it's an awful person. But soul to soul, it's like, well, you know, Barbara D'Angelo spoke about these soul contracts and she was spot on. You know, dearly beloved, when we're, you know, in heaven, you know, I really want you to come and smash me enough so that I learn boundaries and self-love and please yeah. don't stop doing it until I get it. Oh, and, and I have the sense when we get back to heaven, I'm going to see this man bounding to me and he's going to say, I played my part well, didn't I? I'll say, you sure did. And I'll be able to say thank you. Legitimately, exactly. truthfully, authentically say thank you. And exactly. um, yeah, they really can be a blessing in our lives if we can get past our story, if we can get past being the victim. It's... um. It really is an opportunity to expand into the truest truth of who we are as exquisite, mm -hmm. profound, amazing, empowered, remarkable beings. And I just want to say, Tammy, that work, you can't just do it logically. People might be listening to this and they'll go, well, look, I get that. Okay, I'm going to forgive. And they try and do it in their head. You've got to do it in deep within your being, within your cells, within your body. 
And that's what all of my work is about. The emotional work. And, and your book, there's a lot of, yes, your book has a lot of exercises to really support people in to that emotional, that deep emotional work. And it, it's so empowering. It's so helpful. And, you know, people might need a, a helper or a counselor along the way because it's hard to do this work alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And they can, you know, also uh, realize too, you know, in my community, we have so much support and thrivers and forums that, you know, really can help hold your hand in your heart with this stuff. Oh, I love that. I just love what you're doing so much. It's You are such a blessing to the planet. Such a blessing. So we don't have tons of time left, but I think this is such an important um, subject to touch upon. You talk about how important it is to grow ourselves up and to connect with the inner child. This is something I speak of quite frequently. Some people might balk, but I love that you know that this is important. Can you talk about this a little bit? Oh, gosh, it's everything. And, you know, initially before this uh, abuse recovery journey, I I was in my head and I thought, oh, inner child stuff, yeah, whatever, you know. And then uh, through this work and quantum freedom healing, which I developed, et cetera, I really discovered that all of us inside, we have uh, our inner child, which really is our identity, our inner identity Mm. that has formed while we were in theta brainwave we were these little sponges and we thought we formed we didn't have a cognitive mind going yes or no to messages we accepted everything as a yes so our messages are belief systems and these belief belief systems literally control 95 percent of our life up to the age of 30 so most of us by the time we're 30 our life is completely on autopilot so how we think how we feel the people we choose the situations we align with the trajectories we have access to in life are already pretty much predestined and pre-programmed our inner child holds the key to all of that so it's not until we meet those vulnerable unhealed or painful belief systems that our inner child holds. And when we realize how to go quantum and do our healing at an emotional uh, inner level with our subconscious, which is our inner child, you know, we, we, mightn't even, we mightn't even know what the hell is going on. I know when I started getting into my inner beliefs and my inner child, I'm like, oh, my God, is it any wonder? You know, I remember with one of my hugest wounds that the narcissist used to beat up within me. When I met that wound, I had my mother come up in an image to me when I was a little girl and she said, I should never have had you children. I really wanted a poodle and a Mercedes. And the belief system, and this was her catch cry, you know, she thought it was funny. But as a little girl, I had no sense of humour. My inner inner child didn't. My inner child took that as I'm not wanted. Very literally. Mm -hmm. You took that very literally. Mm -hmm. I'm not wanted. I'm not loved. I should never have been born, right? And, And I'd had relationships with people who had confirmed I'm not wanted, I'm not loved, I don't exist. Reflecting that deep-seated wound and belief back to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was, you know, I found a three-year-old abandonment uh, wound that had happened to me at three years of age, which was a horrific event in my life that had impacted so deeply 
that when I'd been with the narcissist and he would walk out the door, he knew to abandon me, would put me into a frenzy. It was a deep wound. I would literally hold onto his leg, hyperventilating, and I would vomit after he left. Now, that wasn't a 40-year-old woman. That was a three-year-old. That was that little girl. That was that little girl. Yeah, because that is life and death as a three-year-old for our parents to abandon us. Absolutely. So... This is the inner child work I'm talking about. And, you know, I've had people come forward, people before they've started the NARP, my NARP recovery program, and they said, my childhood was wonderful and it was great and I don't have any inner child wounds. And then once they start doing NARP and it all starts coming up in healing and reprogramming, they're like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) There was a lot of stuff in there. (laughs) And I see 100% how it's been in repeat. And the thing is, I always say with myself and others, I'm like, how on earth were you going to change that if you didn't do the inner work? This stuff is like a heat-seeking missile that keeps more of the same in your life until you reprogram it. Ah, this is such good stuff. Melanie, I'm super excited that you've agreed to do a third show because there's still so much more content that I want to cover with you about getting to that place of higher ground and thriving. We just have a minute left. Can you tell people how to connect with you and how to get a copy of your new book and start to know about your programs? Sure, Tammy. You can find me at melanietoniaevans.com. I really suggest signing up for um, the free uh, recovery resources. And also, too, you can check out my book at youcanthrivebook.com. Thanks, Tammy. Oh, this is such a, a blessing and a pleasure, and you are just such a bright light. And this is such a complex, confusing topic. So I'm grateful that you said yes to talking about it and just spreading the healing and the light. And it's just, it's just such important work. And to my listeners, if any of this is resonating for you and you haven't listened to the first show, go back and listen to that. And then also listen to the third segment that I'm going to have with her. Um, right after this or next week, depending on when you're listening to it. And please be in touch with Melanie, with me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, get Get in touch. Take advantage of the gifts that are here for you. And just know that you are in our hearts and prayers. We want the best for you and that we love you. So God bless you. Take very good, gentle care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now.